Hello and welcome to the Postmillennial Podcast. This is Harrison, and this is podcast number 12. So today I'm going to be talking about uh, autonomous cars and, more importantly, some of the ethical and, and moral questions that come up with autonomous cars. Uh, there is... I think some division I've heard from kind of both sides of an argument here uh, in that there are people that are really excited about autonomous cars and the the benefits to uh, society that they will bring just insofar as they will reduce the amount of deaths on the road significantly. And I consider myself to be in that group. Then there is the other... There are two other mainstream views of the situation. And I'm not sure how well uh, both of these views are subscribed. But there, I, th- I do believe there are a significant amount of people on these two sides. So there are, is the side of it that... Um, just has genuine concern for computers driving our cars and i think at the core of this concern is a problem with computers more or less making moral decisions at the wheel so in the event that a car is like inevitably going to crash something is going to happen um having cars that decide who to kill essentially like that scenario is conceivable i mean take it take kind of the this kind of the quintessential philosophical moral uh question a car is going to just run into a person you're either going to have to hit that person or turn out of the way and kill yourself well, what do you do? Uh, and actually, when it's like kind of one-on-one like that, it's hard to make the case. I, that's a little bit more difficult. Like, do you sacrifice yourself or do you kill the person? But then once you bring in like multiple people, so it's like either hit two or three people or hit a wall and die, then of course I think that case is easier um, again, like hit two people or move out of the way and hit one or swerve and hit one. Uh, these are the sorts of questions that could potentially be brought up. Um, and if you want to know what my answer to those questions would be, so let's take the two, kill two or turn and kill one I think morally, that is just a game of numbers. The less people that die or the less people that have to uh, suffer some horrific injury is is better. Uh, But, of course, those situations can be very complex. And of course, it's never that easy in the real world. It's easy to make that moral case, just kind of hypothetically. 
but I do think those questions do get really interesting. Um, because take take this, for example. So the same hit two or swerve and kill one, right? And of course, I think here it is important to note that to not swerve. Some people say, well, to, to turn the car and hit one person is to like actively kill a person, basically. And if you just ended up hitting the two, that would be kind of a passive thing. But to not turn the car in that situation is actually itself a moral decision. It is kind of therefore an action. And if you consciously hit those two people, you are there is the same uh, blood on your hands and more blood, right? Uh, but as I said, more complex uh, situations. So you're going to run into two people, you can turn and kill one. But what if those two people were pedophiles? And, and it's conceivable that a car could know something like this. You know, we have phones. Most people have phones that have the most intimate details about our lives just on them. And computers could, I mean, it's conceivable that an automated intelligence would be able to, to know who it's hitting and their history and things about them. Uh, it, it's conceivable that by the time autonomous cars are really the mainstream uh, way of living, when they become deep, you know, very integrated and almost mandatory, it's conceivable that we could maybe have like RFID chips or something embedded in us and therefore the cars would know who who it's hitting essentially uh, but two people that are pedophiles or one person who isn't and that that is kind of a, a difficult question what if the two people were 90 and had a terminal illness and the one person was 15, a well-performing student that has a bright future ahead of them. Uh, so, I mean, the this technology is going to force us to answer these sorts of questions. And it will be interesting, and there are really a lot of questions this sort to answer. And there are the people that are worried about cars making those decisions. But I do think this is an indefensible position to the extent that I think it would be better for a, a car to, I guess, not to say that the car would be conscious, but to consciously make the better moral decision rather than having an ape piloted vehicle just make kind of a random decision that more often than not results in significantly more suffering. Uh, that's my view of it. And again, uh, there's every reason to believe that these cars will be just infinitely better at driving than people. 
30,000 people every year die reliably because people are just bad drivers. This is just a fact at this point. Um, and then that kind of brings into play the other view of the situation, and that is there are people that are concerned about not actually being able to drive cars anymore, having people drive cars, because this technology will be so much better at it than us. It will reduce the amount of deaths uh, to the point that it might be just negligible. But, you know, these cars will be so much better at driving. Like, would it be ethical to still let people drive manually? And I think morally it's hard to actually make the case that people should be allowed to drive cars at that point. Um, But I do have... So, I mean, morally that's the case I, I would make, that it is more ethical to just not let people drive once we have cars that can drive so much better. But when I look at the situation realistically, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure that this sort of regulation would come into play. And and for this reason. If if you look at the situation with driving and deaths on the road now, like it's it's not great. Again, thirty thousand people a year die reliably. I think that number might even be approaching 40,000. Again, in the last 10 years, 300,000 people have died on the road. And that is that is a lot of people uh, just dying by virtue of human error, more or less. And, and just tragic accidents that occur because people just aren't great drivers. But if you think about our situation now, like we could actually do a lot more to prevent those deaths, right? We could make cars that don't go, um, you know, a mile an hour over the speed limit. We could make all of our cars, uh, we could make it mandatory that cars go zero to 60 in 25 seconds. Cars can't go more than 50 miles an hour, Right or something uh, kind of absurd and very restrictive in light of how things are now. And and we could do that, and almost certainly we could reliably reduce the amount of deaths on the road. Uh, But why don't we? Well, we don't because it's really fun to drive, right? Why why would we want to take the fun out of driving? And, And when you actually think about that case morally... We are essentially accepting the fact that we have 30,000 people dying on the road every year. And we could conceivably, we could reduce that number with stricter regulation of vehicles. But we don't because it's fun to drive, and we're accepting those 30,000 deaths for the luxury of of driving, for fun, and being able to drive faster than the speed limit, and being able to drive more or less like an idiot, and go 0 to 60 as fast as you can, and go 50 miles an hour above the speed limit. I mean, that is the situation, 
And I think just given that as a society that we accept this now, uh, it's conceivable that we still might accept some amount of, of death in the future, even with autonomous cars and still have the, you know, still allow ourselves to drive cars. But then there's, of course, the fear, uh, just given that I think people are innately a little more scared of having something else drive for them just because it's out of their control. And I do think this is one of those irrational fears like fear of plane crashes because it will be actually so much more safe. And that that is really the situation. And, and I can't get past the the fact that so many people do die reliably on the roads and that we are bad drivers. And I'm excited for this technology. And I, I don't share the fear of having cars driving for us and having computers driving for us. I think it's exciting. I think it's going to really save a lot of lives. I mean, there's every reason to believe it'll make just driving and getting places a more efficient process because, uh, again, conceivably these cars could communicate with each other and just optimize the the traffic situation. Uh, that would be pretty cool. And I think what is most interesting is that we do have to examine our morals as this technology uh, is comes closer and closer and again there's every reason to believe that this will be coming within the next 10 years or so possibly sooner when before this becomes mainstream like it isn't as far away as we might think that's at least my intuition here. I, I really do get the feeling just from the people that are afraid of autonomous cars. I think this sort of mirrors, uh, like I said earlier, the example of planes. People are irrationally afraid of planes and plane crashes and what can go wrong on a plane. Because because statistically, planes are the safest mode of transportation, safer than cars, it is safer than trains even. And people still have this general fear, but as a consequence of this fear, uh, now planes are really the safest mode of transportation, just almost purely because of that fear. Like, as a society, we have no tolerance for plane crashes. And I think that is twofold. One, because planes are really out of your control and people don't like it when things are out of control. And I think that is a, a principle that applies to autonomous cars and some of the fear uh, some people might experience when thinking about autonomous cars. And then, of course, there is the variable of you're up in a plane at 30,000 feet, and if something does go wrong, uh, people kind of intuit that it is 
much worse. Like if if an engine on a plane breaks down, you're stuck at 30,000 feet in the air and it's uh, very, I guess, possible that you will crash. Whereas if you're on the ground in a car and your engine breaks down, uh, you are on the ground. I mean, your car is just going to turn off likely and it will just be more of a nuisance than anything but i i do think actually even when engines on planes break down that it is really bad don't get me wrong uh, but they can land fairly safely but i so i really do think this characteristic of irrational fear is going to be the standard for autonomous cars but that actually isn't a bad thing so long as that doesn't get in the way of uh, of autonomous cars happening because I think if we as a society have a zero tolerance mentality for autonomous vehicle crashes, it will uh, become very much like planes in that because we have such a low tolerance for mistakes and accidents uh, that the manufacturers will be required to make these things so well and so safely and make them so reliable that it will make driving in your car like flying in a plane, which is to say that it will be safer by an order of a magnitude, if not more. And I, I think that reality uh, is inevitable, just given that those fears do exist. Uh, and it is an irrational fear because even if we implemented autonomous cars and reduced the deaths to, say, 10,000 as opposed to 30,000 a year, uh, I, I think those 10,000 deaths would be taken as much worse than the 30,000 deaths resulting from the ape-piloted cars. And... That is irrational because 10,000 would just be better. Um, but I do think that this attitude of not willing to accept that level of, of injury in death is a good thing. And there is every reason to believe that this technology will be good enough uh, so as to reduce the amount of deaths to... Uh, significantly less than 10,000 and I'm imagining when this becomes a more becomes the norm basically where everyone is driving autonomous vehicles or I guess not driving autonomous vehicles I do think this part of the human psyche that carries over from uh, something like airplanes that is having an irrational fear of things that are out of our control uh, is definitely an interesting one. I think is something very worth looking into because uh, in, in this case, this irrational fear is benign and is actually a net positive thing when we're talking about airplanes and autonomous cars. Uh, but then there is also the idea that things that are in our control we aren't as worried about just because they are in our control even though when you look at the numbers we probably act we probably should be worried 
about those things, like driving. Again, a lot of people die on the roads, and, you know, uh, I am in the same boat as everyone here. I didn't wake up worrying about getting in a car crash this morning. I'm not going to spend the rest of my day worrying about this, so I must think it's not a, a very high probability event, even though it is fairly high uh, in comparison to like a plane crash. And even myself, I'm the kind of person that gets on a plane and there's a little turbulence and I get a little nervous. So it is definitely something to think about in your own life uh, and see where else this principle of irrational fear of things that are out of our control in our own lives, because um, this definitely something that goes beyond planes and autonomous cars. And then also just the idea of having an irrational lack of fear uh, for some other things, again, like driving. And this really does go beyond driving cars. And I, and I do want to point out that statistics, it is one of those things that just matters until it doesn't, right? Like, there is a time to be rationally fearful about what's happening in a plane. Like, if you're sitting in a plane and you look out the window and the left engine is burning up, um, then you're not going to say to yourself, oh, well, good thing plane crashes are such low-probability events. Like, once you're in that event, uh, the statistic is irrelevant to you, and that's worth noting. Um so just when thinking about statistics, just remember it's one of those things just matters until it doesn't. And I know you can say, use that turn of phrase, it matters until it doesn't about most things, but actually think about what that means. Like when does knowing uh, the statistics behind any given event, like how probable is that event, and when is it worth knowing, and when in like a situation... Is it not really a relevant thing to be thinking about and you need to be focused on your situation? And again, that applies to cars. Like if you, if someone is swerving around like and is clearly drunk or disoriented while driving a car, uh, that, is, that is a time to be worried and a time to like actually take action and do something to avoid a car crash. So statistics matter until they don't. Kind of touching back on the idea of an irrational fear um elon musk recently tweeted out in response to uh, a tesla car that crashed on autopilot uh, he was responding to i believe a washington post news article on twitter and he was just kind of pointing out this hypocrisy i guess and the news kind of overhyping uh what was not a super serious crash. Uh, so the, the title of this Washington Post article was Tesla with autopilot slams into truck stopped at red light. Like that sounds pretty bad. Uh, hit it at 60 miles an hour. And this is what Elon Musk tweeted. It's super messed up that a Tesla crash resulting in a broken ankle is front page news and the 40,000 people who died in the U.S., in U.S. auto accidents alone in the past year get almost no coverage. Like, he does have a point. 
I, I will say in regards to the accidents that have happened with Teslas, uh, and there have been a few deaths, there, there was news coverage, but it wasn't as outraged, I guess. People weren't as pissed off or worried as I would imagine them to have been. Uh, a lot of those crashes were misuses of the autopilot, which is definitely worth mentioning, but this rational fear really kind of showed its ugly head here, and the news cycle, of course, didn't help. They made a big deal out of this. Um, and again, it's definitely something w worth thinking about. What are some things that you probably should be more afraid of uh, that you aren't, and not to leave you um, trying to be more afraid of things that you should be afraid of? I don't know. Hopefully I didn't uh, mess up the rest of your day or something, but even myself, I'm not going to leave here worrying about getting in a car accident, even though I probably should, knock on wood. But I do think this whole autonomous car thing is really interesting. I'll probably cover it a little bit more as more news rolls out. Uh, it will be interesting to see what Tesla can do because they're really on the leading cutting edge of this technology at the moment. And of course, uh, this isn't just speaking locally uh, about electric cars, which Teslas are just synonymous with electric cars because they're all electric cars, but um, it is something we could see with gas cars, but hopefully that is something that will be phased out eventually for environmental reasons, and I know uh, the batteries on Teslas aren't exactly produced in the most environmentally friendly way, but it, it does seem self-evident that the future of driving is with electric cars. That is the more sustainable uh, route to take as a society, and we are definitely going to be seeing a lot of opposition from these large oil companies that would essentially be wiped out if electric cars were to become mainstream. And, you know, there is the concern of these oil companies continuing to back uh, Republican PACs and, and keeping electric cars from becoming mainstream with uh, legislation and regulation and I think that would be would be unfortunate and I think it could potentially happen so I'm going to keep my eye out for that and if I hear any news uh, that anything that's going on in this field I will come back to it because ethically speaking morally speaking and, and just technically speaking uh, I'm very interested in autonomous cars because it really does force us to examine our morals and also it will just technically change how we go about things on a day-to-day -day basis in a huge way. So I will almost certainly be coming back to this topic and maybe breaking it down even uh, farther morally and, and technically. Uh, but hopefully I will be releasing some more podcasts here very soon. I hope you enjoyed, and please share this podcast with your friends or someone you think might be interested in it. Uh, if you enjoyed, and please uh, follow us on, 
Where are we? Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to this. Leave a review in the iTunes store or on Stitcher. And share this podcast with your friends on social media and whatnot. It is a huge help. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, As always, I really love doing these. So yeah, have a great day.